0: Hello and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that's part movie club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, aka Permanent Handle,
1: And I'm Alex Good, aka Alex Good.
0: So we're about two or three weeks into the start of the new school year or semester or what have you. And if you are in your adult life, if you're a college student or just adult in general, and you're like, hey, it's very difficult to make new friends uh with you know it, it's hard to reach out and make these new friends well alex and i are here to guide you in uh th- your tips our tips for you on yep. how to make friends
1: interesting okay and then at the end of this we should just like have like a 1 minute segment where we just wingman our listener so they can just send whoever this podcast and be like hey man can you just look at this real quick and then we will help them become friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So step one to making new friends, right? Talk about movies, music, TV shows you have in common. In general, people watch, everyone has watched the same couple shows. So you can't get into that real niche stuff, but everyone pretty much has seen, what's the, what's, uh, like the new Suicide Squad is going around pretty heavy. Yeah. Um, so there's a pretty good chance they've seen that. Uh, the new Space Jam. I feel like a lot of people have seen that one. Um, and if not, there's you've, people have seen the old one. So there's something yeah. to talk about.
0: And you know, there's also Marvel movies. You could talk about the new Spider-Man trailer. Yeah. Um, that's always a good good thing. Um, yeah, and just like the more basic, the better to start with.
1: Right, because you don't want to go into like, hey, have you started the second season of C with Jason Momoa on Apple TV Plus? no one is going to say yes yeah people not a are g- single person
0: <laughs> they're gonna hit you with a i know what all of those words mean individually but that sentence is gibberish
1: right so go basic and then maybe you can be like hey do you like hip-hop and they'll be like well yeah well do you like kanye west well he's a little crazy but i listen to his music and then and then you can go to hey have you heard his new album donda then you can get to that point. The issue is, if you just go, hey, have you heard the new Kanye West album, Donda? It makes you come off like a pretentious Kanye West fan, yeah, and it, you not It makes want you that.
0: sound like you want to talk about Kanye West, not I want to talk to this person.
1: Right. So, start broad, narrow it down.
0: Step two, I think that it's very important to... Uh make your intentions clear very early. I I think it's it's very easy. It, it, it might seem a little uh blunt, but it's very worth your time to just say, hey. GTF, uh, yeah, friend. exactly. Down to friend, yeah. It's like, hey, I'm trying to take initiative in making new friends. Do you want to trade Snapchats? It can be as easy as that. And if they say no, time for kidnapping.
1: Yeah, man. Because what I don't want you to I don't want our audience to be quitters they need to know that no is never really a no (laughs) you know
0: (laughs) i i I want them to hear i want to wait until i know you better and interpret that as well time for them to get to know me better with like a menacing tone in their voice
1: it means when they say no what they're really saying is try harder (laughs)
0: <laughs> because listen and worst case scenario they get they call the cops on you now you have an opportunity to make friends with the police
1: right and guess what no one ever went to jail for being too persistent <laughs> worst case scenario you get a restraining order and guess what they were not going to be friends with you anyway so on to the next one yeah and,
0: and even if you do get arrested even if the cops don't like you you have an opportunity to To make your persona notorious in a good way. like
1: rap... Chicks dig rap sheets, bro. Yeah. Guys dig rap sheets. It's the one thing that both are on the same page is, we want a bad guy, bad girl, bad they. We want someone who's done some time. Street cred is important in all communities.
0: I mean, just like, look at Ted Bundy. Dude did horrific things. God-awful, deplorable man. But... They got Zach Efron to play him. So what we're saying is you can never get too low. No matter how low you get, they can still make a Zach
1: Efron movie out of you. Right. And step three, if they say no, meet their parents. Because parents have a crazy habit of being like, oh, have you Are you going to school with this person? Have you gone to class with this person? You should be friends with this person. So if they're not giving you the time of the day, talk to their parents. Their parents will make it happen, dude. Yeah. Listen. Parents always, they ask me all the time, like, hey, are you still friends with uh, Hannah from high school? No. I haven't talked to her in years. <laughs> but they and keep bringing it up. So just get in with the parents, man.
0: And here's how you get in with the parents. This is step 3A bring a homemade dish no matter what it is you could bring the most basic pasta with the most basic sauce if you walk into that front door and be like hey i brought a dish you won congrats
1: yes and number flowers in a vase preferably
0: yes uh so now that we've given you the tips on how to like make those friends here's like a little bit of audio that you can play about yourself and hopefully this will bring the person that you were trying to Uh, initiate this conversation with over to you.
1: Wow. You have picked the right individual. Not only does this person have an amazing taste in podcasts, they have an amazing personality. They have an amazing track record and what a genuine friend they would be.
0: This person is so selfless. So giving of their heart and time. They, They took my cat out of the tree. They saved my cat out of the tree. I don't even have a cat. They're just so selfless that they knew that that cat
1: was speaking to me. This person noticed you across the room and said, you know what? There's something about them that brings a warmth to my heart. And I want to be close with them. I want us to share secrets and support each other. I know that they've gone through some things. I've gone through some things. And right now we're carrying those burdens ourselves but together as friends, we can help.
0: This person wants to start a family with you and they understand that that might be a little too fast for you and they're willing to go at your pace. They wanna know what you're comfortable with and meet that, but they also want you to know that starting a family with you is their end goal. They want to meet your family. They want to be a part of your family, and they want to start a new family with you. And there's no turning around from that. There is no saying no. This person will get their way in the end.
1: And I know what you're thinking. Wow, well, this person seems really needy. This person seems like they want a lot from me, and I barely know them. Well, this is our PG stamp of approval. They have been listening to this podcast. We have trained them in the ways of a righteous and chivalrous person. They are well-cultured, they know when to say no, and when they they know when to ignore a no. And their whole life is led by yeses. You can trust them to the end. And yes, their financial situation isn't ideal, because they're not, you know, obviously paying for content. And yes, we know that sometimes their decisions are questionable. But that builds character, and that's what you need and a friend
0: and now go be off with your new friend make a new life together but remember don't ask about the dog anyway do you want to talk about the movie sure man let's talk about the movie multiple movies we watched two so sure we are continuing yeah we are continuing our best and worst series throughout september and we are watching two Anne hathaway movies uh her best movie is bride wars and sorry that was totally <laughs> 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 Her worst movie is Bride Wars, and her best movie is Les Mis. So we're going to be talking about both of those movies with full spoilers. If you do not want to hear us talk about them and move on to the improv segment, you can go to this time code right here. Time code 45 minutes, 10 seconds. Which one would you like to
1: talk about first? Let's start with the bad movie.
0: Okay. So Bride Wars is a movie with Anne Hathaway and Kate Hudson. They're two lifelong friends who have shared pretty much everything together, and they share a dream of getting married in June at this place called The Plaza, and through some rigmarole, they end up having their wedding scheduled on the same day at the same place, and they're basically trying to fight each other over the venue. That's the movie. Yes.
1: Um, Whole thing takes place in New York. It's The Plaza Hotel, right? It's a real place. You can actually schedule your wedding there. Now, here's the thing. This movie... Came out in 2009. Yep. It's 90 minutes long. Mm -hmm. And the average IMDb score is five and a half out of ten. Yeah. And I think the majority of people agree with us. It is around that area. Yeah, I
0: definitely agree. Because this movie was not funny. It's a very stereotypical rom-com. You know, mm-hmm. it, is a, it is a 2009 rom-com to a T. It defines the genre, you might say. It's not funny. But, like, it was never, I was never, like, uh, it, it's not offensively bad.
1: But it is bad. It is bad. And we can talk about why. In the beginning, it says, it all began with narration.
0: Yeah, the narration was
1: not good. Some camera montages throughout the movie, and that Annoyed me so much when we and, started. And,
0: like, the narrator is a not important character. In the, the narrator is the character that got everything wrong. Like, because the narrator is their booking agent. I don't know what they're called. Um, a wedding planner? Yeah. Well, no, it was the person that got them the venue.
1: Was it, though? I'm pretty sure it was.
0: I mean, I can double check. I don't know.
1: I thought it was, uh like, the main wedding planner, Candace. No, that's her real name. Marion? <laughs> So anyways, I don't know if we're going to go by character names. Probably not. Kate Hudson's name is Liv, and Hathaway's name is Emma. The uh, wedding planner's name is Marion. And listen, man, I don't really want to go into the plot of this movie because it's dumb. Um, Very stupid. I I also don't like Kate Hudson. (laughs) And she was in Nine in the last podcast we just talked about. And she's in this movie. And I I don't want to see her in anything else, dude.
0: And she's also in How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days.
1: Yeah, um, I don't know if she's ever acting or if she's just playing herself with different names because it's the same character.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm genuinely. I genuinely have not walked away from a movie with like, man, Kate Hudson's performance.
1: Yeah, it's super annoying, and so annoying.
0: He's yawning, talking about it.
1: Well, here's the thing. I was trying to decide. How mean I can get. All I'm saying is I don't know why she's famous because she's not a great actress. And then you look up and then you like find out that both of her parents are famous. Like her mom is Goldie Hawn.
0: That'll do it. And That'll do like, it.
1: Well, I guess there's a little bit of nepotism, there's a little bit of you know, networking in this business, and that's how I become a star. But I'm not saying I hope she doesn't get any more work. I just hope this podcast doesn't make me watch any more of her stuff.
0: <laughs> um, this movie just was not funny. Is the like as you know, you can get away with not having a plot as long as the movie's funny and this right. movie was not that. Um, because the pranks that they play on each other are either ineffective or just mean,
1: yeah, like for real, mean, like you're about to get married and you're doing these horrible things to each other,
0: yeah. Like one of the final things that Kate Hudson was going to do to Anne Hathaway that actually ended up happening. Was she played a tape or a video from them in college where she's like drunkenly flirting with other guys. And I'm like, that's just
1: on spring break. We don't know if they were still together with her fiance at that point. We don't know. But it was a bad look at your wedding. Yeah. And I also like making each other turn orange with spray tan. They're dying. The other person's hair blue. They're sending out um, save the dates so that one person can have their family and friends there and the other person can't. They're doing the most.
0: Yeah. And I think the one that I the biggest eye roll I got from like their bride war was Anne Hathaway sending Kate Hudson all those like chocolates and sweets yeah. to like fatten her up so she wouldn't fit in her dress. I'm like, what is this? What, what is this? Come on.
1: Dude, and the thing is, you can actually attack the characters as well because, I mean, Chris Pat is in this, and he looks amazing, and he seems awesome. But then he's you find very out young. S- very slowly, young. yeah, you find out slowly through the movie that he's kind of a douche, but not really. He's really not. He's a bad one of those guy. characters.
0: He's one of those characters that says the right thing, but in the wrong tone. Right. Like and he's like he. There's more than one scene where he's like, "Hey, Anne Hathaway." Kate Hudson is very bad for you and she's ruining a lot of what's going on here. And, and guess what? That's right. That's
1: that right. Correct. Um, some annoying things. Um, Kate Hudson plays a girl boss character. That's it's just annoying now. It's one of it's those annoying things
0: that, that it's annoying and it also doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. It there's literally two scenes where she's at work and one sets up the other scene. So you can't have one without the other. And it's yeah. a waste. Um, It is so obvious that there was a guy director, but female writers because (laughs) the progress is there, but not quite with the whole engagement scene Yeah, where they're like, I want to get married and I'm just going to go do it because I'm empowered. I'm going to do what I want, but also I want this guy to take care of me. And I'm like, women, dude, women need to write for women and women need to direct women. And it's not because guys can't, it's just authentic when girls do it. And that way, when a scene is bad, you can't say, well, obviously a guy was doing it because I don't know what they're doing. This movie could have been saved. They just had a a woman going in and being like, girls don't actually do that. Yeah,
0: exactly. I I 100% agree with that. It's just there's so much. The big thing that I didn't like, and there are people that work this way i just don't agree with that mentality of the whole like your day like your life really begins on your wedding you've been dead until you get married i'm like okay all right
1: yeah dude super annoying um what else um when she finds sales tells everyone she's engaged but she hasn't been proposed to yet her brother is like definitely acting like they're not related (laughs) and i'm like when you meet this character before you find out that that's his sister you're like hey dude she just got engaged like what are you doing oh that you guys are
0: i saw that and i saw that and i'm like did i forget what her fiance looks like yeah i'm like you're not (laughs)
1: looking at her like that's your sister Um, and uh there
0: was a weird the way the movie ended specifically between anne hathaway and chris pratt like was super uh, ambiguous i think Cause like he doesn't want to get married anymore, but the movie still feels like it has a happy ending and they end up getting pregnant together. And I'm like, wait, I thought you guys just had a big fight. What, what's happening here?
1: Yeah, dude. It was, um, there's a lot of flaws in this movie. Yeah. I I was halfway through the movie before I found out they were in New York city. (laughs) Um, This movie is so 2009, but also so 2004.
0: Yeah. It's just boring is the big thing about it. Yeah. Like there was never a point where I was like, I want to turn this off. There wasn't really a point where I'm like, all right, let's wrap this up. It was just like, it wasn't engaging. It wasn't funny. There just like, wasn't interesting things happening.
1: There's just a lot. And a lot of this stuff is dated. Like there's a scene where Ann Hathaway or Kate Hudson can't remember who tells the other person. Well, guess what? Your butt is big. And she's like, how dare you? I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's a bad thing in this movie. Um, They all have the same friends. All the friends are mutual. So it causes more problem. There's like a strip club scene where there's like a dance off.
0: Which, let's be clear, neither one of them was good.
1: I mean, Anne Hathaway was way better. She was. was. One of them were
0: good. Yeah. When, when there was like... Two parts to that dance, and the second part was definitely better. But the first part, where they're just like dancing next to each other, and it's like they were both dancing like dads at a barbecue. Like, what's
1: going on here? Um, most of the movie happens in the first hour, which is you're like, well, obviously, it's a 90 minute movie. Of course, most of the movie happens in the first hour. The amount of things that happen in the first hour compared to the such a little amount that happens in the last 30 minutes is wild. In the last 30 minutes, the wedding takes place and the end of the movie takes place. That's it.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of like, they end up compromising and both using the space at the same time, which is like, duh, how did we not start with this?
1: Yeah, there's a reason you guys, it's possible to do it. It just sucks, right? Yeah, get over it.
0: And so they end up just, they're just getting ready at the same time. And that's like 20 minutes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. How do we feel about the oh, her ending up with Kate Hudson's brother?
0: Oh, so that's how that ended. I wasn't paying attention I, at that point.
1: Yeah. Her and Chris Pratt broke it off and she goes, "Don't worry, I have a brother basically." And goes, "I've always been there. We've I've seen you grow up because we we're spent our childhoods together." And then they ended up getting her pregnant. Of course, guess what? Their due dates are the same day because yeah, that's I, this movie.
0: It's very much they only did that so they could make that. Yes it was like yes. we want them to be pregnant at the same time so we just need to find her someone to get her pregnant right now so it's whatever it's all fluff this movie is all fluff
1: yeah i I'd, I'd like to meet the person who's like yeah this movie is my top five i want to know what that person's like
0: i have to imagine that it's a movie they grew up on
1: yeah but macy's grew up macy's grew up because i'm dying um macy has seen this movie quite a few times and she's like, I remember this movie, but I don't remember it being good. And I feel like that's <laughs> most people when they think of this movie. It's just so of its time that this was what the standard of movies was. This yeah. is what movies were like in 2009. So, yeah, it's very a bad movie. movie. It's a very and it's, mom movie. And it's I felt bad for Anne Hathaway because <laughs> I'm like, did you just need the work? Because I get it if you needed the work. But you're better than yeah, this. Yeah, it had
0: been a minute since Princess Diaries.
1: Right. Also, Anne Hathaway's a great actress. She didn't need to do a lot of acting in this, but she still outacted everybody.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, do you want to give it a rating?
1: Yeah, I'm giving it a five.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm doing five and a half. I think it's 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 a very whatever fluff movie.
1: Yeah, I'm never gonna watch it again. Neither I'm so I. glad we can get, I can get these movies on my system. And be like, yeah, I've seen it. I have a podcast. If I forget what I said about it, and I never have to do it again.
0: Yeah. All right. So let's move on to her best movie, which is Les Mis. And I have a lot to say, so I'm just going to freaking go off for a second. OK, sure. So first of all, I just want to say uh, I am only familiar with some of the music from Les Mis. I'm not like I don't know the show by heart. So uh, if I had known that Anne Hathaway was only in a third of the movie, I we would have chosen a different movie. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, the fact of the movie is this movie changed my life. I think I walked away from this movie a drastically different person than I was going into it. I think that the music from this movie is incredibly fantastic. I think everybody did a fantastic job acting like Russell Crowe and Eddie Redmayne were not great singers just in general, but it, but their acting performance was fantastic. I loved it. There was so much was happening back to back to back that I always felt engaged. I always, I was always enamored in what was happening next and I was just always excited to see the next thing that was happening and I think Anne Hathaway specifically this her Anne Hathaway in this movie might be in my top five acting performances ever just in a movie her as Fantine is just absolutely heartbreaking and just like it hurts to watch and it's just an amazing performance I think that this movie does so much well and so much good that I can't have any other opinion on it than to just be like completely amazed by it.
1: Well, this movie is okay. Um here's the thing. I like musicals. However, I hate musicals where they're not allowed to talk. And this is one of those musicals where you are not allowed to speak. You have to sing. There are maybe, I want to say two dozen lines that are spoken. Everything else has to be sung and it felt like a bit sometimes
0: and the lines of dialogue are like get back, deliver this letter it's very like short sentence like th- like we need to get a message across real well, fast
1: yeah it's like watch out like that that that's what would happen and the singing. For me, it's just like some of it didn't even rhyme. It was literally like we are going to have a conversation, but we are going to sing the conversation. And that annoyed me. So it was to a level that it was almost hard to enjoy this movie.
0: I love that kind of stuff. It's just that's my taste.
1: It. Yeah, it's such a stylistic. It's a choice, bro. And once you decide this is going to happen, it's got to happen. I've seen this movie live when my friends did it. And. It is so much better as a movie and that's not, a, you know, a diss against seeing it live. The problem is, is there's so much going on and so much so much of it is so like small that on a stage, unless it's huge, you have no idea what's going on. Yeah. And like by that, I mean the master of the house where stuff is being stolen. On stage, I can't see things being stolen. Yeah. I can't see it. So I don't know. I'm... That's so important to those characters. There's essentially characters that run a house where they steal from every person that comes in the hotel. I couldn't see things being stolen. So I just missed that huge part of the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a at the very end, he's like, I saw this man being carried through the sewers. He it was a dead body. You can't trust Jean Valjean. And he goes, I even got this from the dead body. On stage, I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know. Also, you can't watch this movie without subtitles. You have to. Yeah. You have you have no idea what they're saying. Um they're in France, but they have British accents and there's the singing makes it hard to understand what they're saying. Yeah. That all being said, the fact that dude, it it pissed me off that they couldn't just say stuff. However, Anne Hathaway and Hugh Jackman might be the best actors of our generation. <laughs> dude, they're the so movie.
0: good. It's it so was, good
1: phenomenal i was like you know listen the music is distracting it's super annoying but the emotion they had on their faces was like incredible that little scene that they have together
0: where like anne hathaway where fantine is in that like red orange dress and it's snowing and he comes out and like takes her out from the cold like that little interaction they have is just like like this is gonna be such a pretentious thing to say but like such a like a they had such a moment together, and it's just fantastic.
1: Um, dude, I it was it was straight up ridiculous. It was nuts. Um, here's my opinion on Russell Crowe because a lot of people went in on him like, man, his singing isn't really good. They should have got Gerard Butler, they're the same person, <laughs> they are straight up the same person. And one of them was in Phantom of the Opera, yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. They should have got Gerard Butler. It would have been amazing, and I would have loved that character even more. That being said, I liked Javert a lot. Yeah, Dude, I love If that I were
0: character. to be, if I were to be in this show, I would want to do Javert more than I would Dude, want to do that's me.
1: That's me. I was literally about to say that. Like, if I had to be in the show, I want to be Javert before I want to be any other part.
0: Yeah. Um, if you want the music to, te- if you want the the technical reason on why Russell Crowe's voice isn't that good, it's because his voice is very in his throat when it needs to be in his nose. So he's like swallowing all of his sound, and I'm. It's such like a basic thing that I'm surprised that one voice coach wasn't on set. That's just like, hey, Gerard, don't do that.
1: Yeah. Um. So. Here's the thing. Casting choices are very important in this movie because they need to be able to sing, but they also need to be talented. I don't like Eddie Redmayne. In this movie, outside this movie, don't like him. So when I saw he was in it, and he's got the same haircut and everything he is, so that's super annoying. Like, change it up a little bit. Dude, if Sasha Baron Cohen and Helen Bottom Carter can look like whatever they want, you can put a little bit more effort in hair and makeup. I saw he was in this, didn't like him. Heard him singing, and Macy said he sounded like Kermit the Frog.
0: Yeah, it's not good. So the guy that he was with, uh, the curly-haired guy.
1: Oh, um, phenomenal.
0: That guy's name is Aaron Tevet. He is a Broadway star who was in Catch Me If You Can and also Next to Normal. They should have switched roles. Yeah. They, like, this dude is literally a class. Like, he's been on Broadway. Like, he's made a name for himself singing on Broadway. And you're just like, give him the not good part. <laughs> yeah, okay.
1: it's it was It was too much. When this first thing, here's the thing. I've been around this show for so long. Macy was in it. Freaking half of my ex-girlfriends were in this thing. Keegan was (laughs) in it. Uh, All my friends were in it. I just decided not to be in it. Um, I've heard all of the songs. This is one of the things that like after the people were in the show, they would just be singing it around. So I've never seen the show because I I picked up enough. I'm like, I don't need to see this, man. I saw it on stage. I had no idea what was happening. I don't need to watch the movie. So I've heard all this music before. Some of it is very good. Some of it, not so good. Um, But the fact that they reuse the songs so many times started to wear me down. Nah, there was like triple what, reprises, bro.
0: That's one of my favorite things to do is like introduce a motif early and then bring it back later on. Like... There's the songs that, like, the priest sings to Valjean right after he escapes. Every time that comes back is incredibly important. And because it was established early on, like, that's how you know. Like, we are approaching an incredibly pivotal point For at least one of these characters, be it someone has died or only or everyone else has died. Like it's I I like reusing musical themes like that. I think my
1: problem is, is there's four or five songs that they reuse. Like pick one and let's let's bang it out, bro. Let's do it all the time. Like look down, bro. We hear that six times throughout the movie. That's cool. But let's not hear another five songs six times as well. Cause now we're just getting lazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> just write, write new stuff, bro. It,
0: I, I like it because those themes typically follow a specific character or a specific.
1: Yeah, arc. people have legit theme songs in this thing. Yeah, if this I person think pops that's really up. Cool. <laughs> hold on a second. Hold for background. Play theme song. It was an, it was crazy.
0: I like that kind of stuff. I love it. Um, I think that um one day more followed immediately by hear the people sing is some of the most iconic back-to-back songs that you could possibly have in a musical
1: well this movie lets you know exactly where the intermission would be yeah because the song is crazy it's like a whole cast number and then we go into the next song so it's super powerful because that's what the song that carries you right up to intermission is supposed to be like the second most powerful song in the movie followed only by the last song. Yeah. This is supposed to be the freaking like kills it. And then the third or fourth, depending on the musical is supposed to be the song that brings people back from intermission. So they get reengaged. So having those back to back with no break is nuts.
0: It's crazy powerful. I love it. Um, I also think this movie did a good job at like making every character death
1: important. Um, I will say didn't know Anne Hathaway died. Yeah. Like, I, her death was so nonchalant that I'm like, Hugh Jackman closed her eyes for her. And I'm like, did she just die? Like, and then we immediately, there's a fight with Javert, which was super dumb. um But I'm like, wait, did she just die? Like, wait, guys, what just happened? <laughs> and that's when you realize that Anne Hathaway's in the first 40 minutes of this movie. And that's it. It's two and a half hour, two hours and 40 minute long movie. And she's in the first 40 minutes. And the last five. And the last five <laughs> where she does an amazing song. But yeah, like, it was wild and if i didn't i've seen the show and i had no idea who anybody was i had no idea whose anybody's name was except for jean valjean and javert i didn't know who anybody else was and if there wasn't subtitles i would have no idea what was happening
0: which is i think a bigger plus for the concept of subtitles just because like there are so many movies and tv shows that like follow that problem of just so much is happening. I need subtitles to keep up. That is, not, that, I don't think that's a problem unique to this movie. And because I have the option to turn subtitles on, I don't think that that's a problem. I'm not going to take away points for that. All right. Um, I so, cried twice during this movie. Okay. I cried when Eponine died because mm-hmm. Little Fall of Rain is a very beautiful song.
1: I think she, in most musicals she is the the best singer
0: yeah eponine
1: when people cast out of colleges high schools whatever whoever gets cast as eponine is nine times out of ten the best singer in the show
0: yes i and
1: in this show she freaking knocks it out of the park
0: and then i also cried when valjean died because it was heartbreaking
1: (laughs) yeah i i I didn't i didn't feel a whole lot of emotion i was engaged for the second half of the movie yeah because the first half of the movie there was a lot. I was so annoyed. It took me a while to get used to it. Um, the only when reason. When Helen and Bottom. What was that? Sorry.
0: No. The only reason I didn't cry during I Dreamed a Dream is just because it's so powerful. I was more like awestruck at the performance than I was saddened by what was happening.
1: Right. Um. When Anne Hathaway died, and then we meet Helen and Bottom Carter and Sasha Baron Cohen, who are taking care of Cosette, that marks a whole different movie. We are whole now watching movie. something different. Yeah. Um because Master of the House happens, you find out Cosette is now freaking 12 years older or whatever, 9 years older. She's a teenager. Jean Valjean, Hugh Jackman looks exactly the same. Russell Crowe looks exactly the same, but now we get introduced to a character I'm like, who is this? Oh, that's Cosette. Good thing there's subtitles cuz I have no idea who you are. <laughs> um then we watched an adaptation of Annie for a second.
0: <laughs> yeah. And
1: then, um, read the whole Ed, Eddie Redmayne Amanda Seyfried drama happened. Yeah, And this marks the "I just met you, but you have changed my life." Yeah, and it bothers me every time I see it.
0: Not my favorite. Not my favorite romantic trope.
1: Um, and I'm see, I'm ready for the "I just met you" and I gotta chase you down like in Hitch. I just met you, but we have to have a second date. This is. I just met you. I would die for you on my deathbed. Give Cosette this letter, knowing that I thought about her in my last moments. I'm like, you guys have had one conversation.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I think Amanda Seyfried is fantastic in this. She doesn't do a lot, but I just think she's a beautiful soprano. I just wanted to say that. Yeah,
1: as far as like um, ratio to how famous to how good of a singer, she's like right under Anne Hathaway. Yeah, because Anne Hathaway not- is most famous. Very talented, Amanda Seyfried. Very famous, also very talented.
0: Yeah, I did not. I honestly didn't expect her to like be as strong as of a soprano. Like it, like when she was just like belting those high notes. I'm like, okay, wow, good job, Amanda.
1: Good job. So there's also some things that like there's things that annoyed me about this movie that I knew immediately. Oh, this bothers me. And the big one was, well, have a freaking conversation because of that, The fact that you guys are singing, but nothing is rhyming because you're just saying sentences with notes attached. The fact that everyone had vibrato was killing me. Like it was a stylistic choice say, hey, everyone, you're going to have to sing like this. It was it was wearing me down. Another thing that's weird about musicals in general, but it was obvious in this is that when. People are singing, extras can't be talking in the background because it'll get picked up in mics. Even if um, all the songs are pre recorded and these people are basically like listening to music on set and mouthing the words and then they'll just play play them in post. Everyone in this movie is essentially overacting and mouthing casual action in the background because they can't interrupt the main actors. And in real life, there's background noise. There's extras. If you're in Wall Street, there's extras like. Making calls, phones are ringing, all that stuff is happening. In this, there's nothing else going on. Well, oh, there's I stuff mean, going on, but there's no sound attached. And you that know, killed me.
0: You know that, that that's just a very theater thing to happen. It's like create enough action to um, mimic some like action going on in the background so it's not dull. But just like also we need to focus on the people that are important. And right. I was never distracted by the background. So
1: that, I was... I wasn't distracted on the background, but it was weird not hearing anything because we've watched enough movies that like when conversations are happening, there's supposed to be other things going on to remind you where the people are at. In it's super important on stage that there's no background noise because most of the time people are mic'd up. And another thing is like in on stage, you can look wherever you want. You can look wherever you want, but you're supposed to look at certain people in a movie. The camera will tell you where to look. So let everything else happen. Well, and th-
0: these songs were recorded live on set with the exception of the first
1: one. Yeah, so that's why they can't. So I understand why they can't, but it would me that in a movie, we're focused on one person, but there's nothing else going on. Because I forgot where we were so many times. Where are we? What's happening? Because this song is a little long, and I don't know what's going on anymore.
0: Yeah, there were very few songs in this movie that I just straight up did not like. Yeah. Um. I can't really think of any off the top of my head. I like there the only song that I started out not liking, but then immediately came around to was the song where Valjean is watching Marius like command the rebellion and he's and he has that like moment of, Oh, I can't provide for Kazette anymore because like I'm scared of Javert catching me, and so I'm gonna help Marius survive this so he can go back to Kazette and take care of her right good, just good stuff happening lots of good stuff happening
1: right. one day more, obviously the intermission song and it was very good so good, very good
0: there I also really liked the song where Valjean uh decides to break his parole where oh, um, Yeah. yeah. He's like, the line that I wrote down is when they gave me a number, they murdered Valjean. And it's like, all right, I can't go back to being Valjean. I'm going to tear this up and I'm going to go do literally anything else.
1: And he does. And he's super successful. Um, what else? Oh, okay. Here's the thing. Five favorite characters. Jean Valjean, Hugh Jackman. Obviously, I think he has to be. Javert, I love the character. Russell Crowe, not a great casting part. Anne Hathaway, Fantine obviously and then i'm i'm gonna say helena bottom carter as a madam yeah and then i'm gonna say eponine and here's the thing with eponine she almost didn't make the list because there's a couple other great people the fact that she didn't she wasn't a hero for saving somebody and jumping in front of the bullet she just killed herself <laughs> yeah. when you grab the gun don't point it at yourself point it away i she did grab the gun the same thing. shooting a kid Points it at her stomach and then the gun goes off. I'm like, well, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You just killed yourself. You're not a hero. You had a death wish. That annoyed me so much. And I didn't, once that happened, I'm like, I don't care if you die because we knew this was going to happen. We knew this was going to happen. What did you think of uh, Gavroche, the little kid, dying for? freaking no reason
0: it was just one of those things where like it's telegraphed before it happens so you have like a second to emotionally prepare (laughs) um and it's just it's like you said they they kill him
1: just to like make you feel something
0: yeah it's to revilify the army and reinvigorate the rebellion. Like that's what that is for. So I think it serves its purpose. I think it's like, all right, we now like, it's like new fuel to the fire of these guys need to win, which makes their loss more devastating.
1: Right. I think this movie will make you forget that they lost (laughs) them. That's the annoying part.
0: Um, I disagree because only for only because empty chairs at empty tables is a song that exists in this movie.
1: Yeah. 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 Super annoying, though. Did not like that song at all. Hate Empty Chairs. Uh, I, it love so empty- much.
0: I love Empty Chairs. I don't like Eddie Redmayne's performance of it.
1: Also, shout out Eddie Redmayne, who dies, gets carried through the sewer. His life <laughs> is hanging by a thread. Hugh Jackman saves him, comes back, only wears a sling. <laughs> I'm like, you are fine, except you pulled a muscle? Like, what happened?
0: I, dude, the, there was a moment where where uh Valjean is carrying him through the sewers and he does this like mission impossible move where he like jumps up and spiders onto the wall and like starts climbing up that way and I'm like all right I guess all those years on the ship really built you
1: up man yeah man this guy's hella jacked very much of stuff he's just lifting heavy things I'm like all right all right man we need to flex on us um another last thing that I have to complain about musicals, and especially this one. And this one does the worst than anything I've ever seen. The amount of acapella singing for people that can't sing was ridiculous. Guys, wait till the music starts and then sing. You have an amazing orchestra. Just let it happen. There was so much acapella. Like, listen, Anne Hathaway can get away with acapella. Listen, she can <laughs> sing all she wants. That does not bother me. Every If your name is not Anne Hathaway, <laughs> wait till the music starts. <laughs> because Hugh Jackman's good but he's not that good I don't want to hear bars and bars and bars of acapella singing wait for the music it was annoying a couple other things that were annoying Hugh Jackman only ages through his hair and then at the very end he has like dark red circles around his eyes but I'm like, he up looked until this point, bad. Right? he looked bad at the end. But I'm like, we've seen you essentially go through 25 years of your life. You look exactly the same, except your hair changes. That's it. Yeah. It, it was a- it was like stage makeup, stage hair and not movie makeup, movie hair. Because movie makeup will make you look freaking 90 years old if they want you to.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, the thing that I thought about, I could have
0: looked into this. I just chose not to. This movie must have taken a bajillion years to make. Just like. Filming alone was let must have been just months and months and months.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> this movie what? has three hundred credited actors in it,
1: but also a sixty-one million dollar budget. Yeah, which is a lot of money. It's A very dude. lot of money. That's a lot of money. Um. When Hugh Jackman says he's gonna leave, he goes, "Listen, she's not even my kid. You know, I made some mistakes in the past. I can't." I can't be there for anymore. I'm Jean Valjean. I'm getting chased by Javert, right? whole thing. Eddie Redmayne is stoned that entire scene. <laughs> if you go back and watch it, you don't have to, but our audience, if you decide to watch it, Marius has a stoned face. Like, there's no emotion. He's like, like he's just zoned out and out of it. And I'm like, Eddie Redmayne, man, get out of this movie. And like, you don't deserve to be here.
0: It, it's basically like... Jean Valjean is in the context of this movie, like one of the most notorious criminals, because he's like one of the few people to successfully escape parole. And he's been hunted by Javert for 20 years. Like almost like everybody. He says I'm Valjean to they're like, well, time to turn you in. You little
1: idiot. And, but he's been on the run for so long. People are like, you look familiar. I'm like, what do you mean? He looks familiar. Is this guy that famous?
0: Yeah, it's it's like one of those things where it, 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 Hugh Jackman basically told him, "Hey, I'm on France's top five most wanted list," and Eddie Redmayne was, "Do you need help packing the car?"
1: Yeah, dude, Eddie <laughs> Redmayne, get out of this movie, man. I hated you the entire time. I mean, he's got a punchable face, which is the worst. Not his fault, but it's pretty bad. Um, the last song between Hugh Jackman and Anne Hathaway is phenomenal.
0: Heartbreaking.
1: It is phenomenal. Um, there's a lot of duets in this movie where they're singing two different songs. And guess what? They don't line up well. There's no harmony. It doesn't make sense. It annoyed me so much. So I'm like, this should not be a duet. Stop singing at the same time. But in this part, it was amazing. Yeah, such good stuff. Well done. Great way to end the movie.
0: Um, why don't you give your rating?
1: So here's the thing. There was a. L- I am divided because there's so many things stylistically that I did not like about this movie and we've talked about them ad nauseum. Be able to talk in a musical, please, and we'll break into song when necessary. It was hard for me to get through this movie, and I wanted to quit multiple times, but I stuck through purely because the acting was so good. I'm going to give it a seven, and I want to give it, at parts of this movie, I'm not going to lie to you, at parts of this movie, it's a five, and at parts of this movie, it's an eight, but I feel like six and a half is not fair, so I'm going to say a seven, but dude, If you would have caught me during the first 30 minutes of this movie, it would have been a five, and I probably would have gotten shot in the street. But Anne Hathaway does get an Oscar for this movie, and she only did 30 minutes with acting. So I think she deserves it. I'm doing this for Anne Hathaway. I'm giving this movie a nine. This movie freaking rules. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it so much. When Macy was looking at me, she goes, you know, Craig's going to love this movie. I'm like, yeah, I know. And like, it's going to be one of his favorite movies. He's probably going to cry a couple times. I'm like, yeah, I know. Because this is like this is my stuff (laughs) this is is my stuff stuff, dude if we had to like dial it in what your type of movie is this would this would be one of them
0: okay and i wanted to say how i felt about this movie was a lot how you felt for there will be blood like that analogy you used i feel is very appropriate to how i feel for this one like It's a meal. You sit down, you engage with it, and then you walk away knowing you're probably not going to partake in it again for a very long time. That's how I felt the entire time. I'm like, I'm so engaged right now, but as soon as it's over, I'm going to need a nap.
1: (laughs) The movie was good, but it was just too annoying for me to ever watch it again. Sure. This is too much.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, uh, we've been going for very long, so let's bring back our non-movie listeners.
1: Non-movie listeners, how does it feel to skip through 45 minutes? (laughs) What does that feel like to be like, oh, I just lost half the podcast? (laughs)
0: All right, well, we're going to move on to our improv segment. We're going to do some movie style. Now, movie style is an improv game that we play where one of us gives the other person a frame for a movie, be that genre, theme, plot, whatever, and the other person has to give the plot for that movie basically pitch that movie but the other person can chime in two or three times and throw in a wrench and kind of divert the plot a little bit and they have to keep going with that new
1: edition yeah pretty much uh that's how that goes we've been doing this this particular bit for a long time
0: it, it's one of our early, it's a single digit one i think i think we first did it in like episode six or something
1: yeah so there's no excuses for us to be bad although it probably will be anyway.
0: Um, Alex what kind of movie do you want me to pitch
1: let's do a horror and it's going to be I'm not even going to give you a rating because it doesn't matter Um, the big thing I want you to really hone in on is that Danny DeVito's in it he's a star of it but it's a very serious horror movie okay and there is a plot twist and that's the fact that the demon is his ex-wife okay Let's see how you do
0: yeah so Danny DeVito is um he's gonna be playing a character that's visually very similar to the kind of character that he played in Jumanji which is just very old very like like his hair isn't dyed it's old man white like He's a very bathrobe, slipper, kind of grandpa character, and he has lived on his own for a few, for a few years now. He is, um, he's been married twice, divorced once, and widowed the other, or er, widowered the other, I guess you would say. Um, and then there's, uh, but he has this, like, big mansion. He was he a very wealthy man, retired rich, and he has this huge mansion, and And there's one day that...
1: Oh, uh, Scooby-Doo's in this movie too.
0: Yeah, of of course, of course. Um, And the reason he has all this money is because um, he is... Uh, Fred Jones from Scooby-Doo. He's Fred Jones, one of the founders of Mystery Incorporated, which is where he got all this wealth from. Uh, And he invites his children over and is like, hey, you know, I've been feeling lonely. I kind of need you guys to be here for me tonight. And so the gang brings over, uh, or rather his kids bring over, you know, this very old skeletal looking (laughs) Scooby-Doo. And they decide, (laughs) <laughs> they're just hanging out they're watching movies eating popcorns and then the power goes out yeah and uh the flicker of a demon is sh- like it kind of like ring style uh,
1: also um this is taking place in the marvel cinematic universe yeah 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 yeah. So yeah obviously
0: obviously obviously yeah so um uh, an image flashes like ring style on the TV, and Danny DeVita goes, Wait a minute, that's familiar to me. And uh, so the kids call 911, and obviously Captain America shows up. And. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs>
1: I just spit ticked all over my mic, bro.
0: Ow,
1: ow. <laughs> Can you imagine what we call nine one one and the world's biggest superhero shows up like, hey man, what's the problem?
0: I mean it's Fred Jones. What are oh you celebrity God. treatment? <coughs> And so the demon shows up and is chasing Captain America around. They do a classic like that scene from Scooby Doo where they like do the door chase. They go in one door, come out the other side. That all happens, right. and then after that scene is over, they confront the demon and they unmask the demon, and it's Daphne because wow. you said the demon was his ex wife, and uh, mm-hmm. it it was uh, Daphne trying to get back at Danny uh, at Fred. For all the years of domestic abuse that he had g- get, uh, given to her. And there is 15 minutes of graphic, intense be- uh, flashbacks of said domestic abuse. Yikes. This movie's getting rated X. Rated X, man. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. So uh, that is the horror movie Scooby Don't in theaters next
1: fall. Yikes, man. Um, not going to lie to you, probably won't see it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know whether I'm going to be scared. Or laughing, (laughs) um. There's there's a lot going on. Yeah, I might have to pass.
0: Okay, well, I want you trying to think of all the. I want you to give me a crime noir movie. Nice. Um, starring like a Michael Keaton. Gotcha. Um, but the thing is, I'm gonna say that the the thing that makes this movie unique is trying to think a good movie gimmicks. Um. Oh, it's a sequel to the two thousand five DreamWorks movie Robots.
1: Wow. Okay. <laughs> holy smokes! What a really throwback. hit you
0: with that curveball now, didn't I? I
1: want. We have to watch that again for the podcast.
0: Oh, for sure, definitely.
1: Um, holy smokes! Two thousand five, starring Robin Williams, Ewan McGregor, Gregor, Amanda McGregor, Bynes, M- Mel Brooks. Freaking yikes, dude! I have to remember what this movie's about. <laughs>
0: Um, Ewan McGregor goes to the big city, finds out there's corrupt corporations.
1: Gotcha. All right. Drew Carey's in this movie. Freaking a million people are in this movie. All right. So, in... What's that? What's it Whatever. In New York City, there, uh, there's an AI creator, uh, played by Christian Bale, who is taking over much of Google, Tesla, Android, just all that Microsoft big corporations. Oh, technology. wait,
0: wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Uh, we cannot offend any of the big companies, so they have to make sure that they're still the good guys.
1: Well, in this world, we're using all of the indie guys um, that have slowly become big corporations. So okay. not quite there yet. They're not Amazon, they're not Google, but they're they're going to start competing with them soon. Um and Christian Bale, the leader of all these people, he's one of those big executives, he's saying, listen, we need to come up with a strategy to be able to compete with these guys because they've been dominating the space. Um, and so he's developed this AI that uses a lot of the same technology from the movie Robots with, with Fender and and all those characters. And he's be- made them real people. And wait, who's the main character
0: again? Ronnie?
1: Michael Keaton. Oh. So Michael Keaton comes in and he's hired by those big corporations to investigate who the CEO is. Um, he came out of nowhere. He is a foreign national. I think he's Russian. Um, but he lives in America and has lived in America since he was a teenager, super obsessed with pop culture. Um, and he is those guys, he's actually infiltrated the big companies and is starting to steal people's privacy information and incorporating that into his AI. So the whole movie is Michael Keaton trying to track down what this guy's up to. He's got all this money. Wait, how, like, how is he attacking these big companies? He's manipulating the stock market, that whole nine. Um, And he's just doing a lot of detective work. And that is the movie, um, robots strike back, um, and what you don't actually see is there's a whole Star Wars undertone for this movie. Um, We brought back Ewan McGregor, but we also have an Anakin character. We have a Padme character. And those are all in the new AI. So all of the new AI are based off Star Wars. Okay.
0: Because the guy yeah. is
1: such a pop culture fanatic.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that totally makes sense. I do want to make sure that there's one thing that gets clear. Like, we do have to, like, make sure that, like, the main character has to have a fatal flaw,
1: right? Right.
0: Yeah, this main character's fatal flaw is he's a pedophile.
1: Yeah, see, that is why um, he's actually in this line of work. Because he used to be um, a teacher. Went to prison for, like, 35 years. Got out. Has to work for himself. Because no one will hire him. He's a felon. And if you look into too much into it, you're like, ah, oh, you can't work here, man. You're when on the sex offenders list, it's a whole night.
0: When do we find this out?
1: Oh, uh, end of the first act.
0: OK, so it's like just you just figure out that you like him. Yeah. You're like, then- I'm
1: starting to like this guy. And then someone comes up to him and goes, hey, dude, I know you. And you're like, no, you don't. I'm just a detective. He's like he's staking out somebody's house. Yeah. But he's staking out the a house in the neighborhood. He committed most of his crimes. So their yeah. parents walking past his car being like, don't I know you? It's, it's real traumatic.
0: Yeah. And of course, in true movie fashion, it's the only time that that is ever brought up. So by the end of the movie, we can like him again.
1: Yeah. And he's and still in he, advertisement. You find character. out that all of his profits go to, you know, helping trauma victims or and whatever. You that, yeah. You find out he was actually framed by his twin brother who did commit those heinous acts, but then killed himself later. So he has no way to hold him accountable. This movie's got a lot of depth, which is why it's four hours long. Yeah, I was
0: about R. to say the exact same thing. <laughs> Robots 2 runtime four hours rated X.
1: Yeah. With Star Wars themes, AI themes, pedophile themes, we get to see his okay, entire well, hold on. 30 years. Wait, wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. Let's not use that phrase. Actually, I'm not comfortable with that
1: phrase. It's First of all, it's rated R. We're not going to show anything, but we're going to allude to it a lot. Well, I think these movies are
0: perfect. As always, Hollywood, my DMs are open. Uh, feel free to take or, you know, what's probably more likely to happen is they're just going to steal the movie and not give us any writing credits.
1: Yep. But when you yeah. put this out, we'll just be like, hey, look at the timestamp. This doesn't make sense. And it, we'll, we'll at least get like a check and we'll sue and whatever.
0: Yeah. OK, well, that was movie style. Uh, let's move on to our one hit or let's move on to our middle segment. We're going to do some whose tagline is it anyway? This is a game where I have taken taglines from movies and I've added some fake ones and you have to tell apart the real ones from the, from the fake ones.
1: All right. Sounds good.
0: All right. Uh, This one kind of has like a franchise theme to it. So I hope you know, you're Harry Potter and also star Wars and also pirates of the Caribbean.
1: Uh, I know one of those things.
0: (laughs) All right uh
1: so are you just not familiar with harry potter at all i know harry potter star wars i've seen all of them but i watched all of them within the span of two weeks okay so i don't know i i don't remember anything and then pirates of the caribbean i've only seen two of them all right well then let's get going and i've seen the first one and i don't know what the second one was so (laughs) i might have been like first and fourth
0: (laughs) okay so we're gonna start off uh harry potter and the uh sorcerer's stone Fire. Let the magic begin. Nope. Harry Potter two. Chamber of Secrets. Hogwarts is back in session. Oh, that sounds good. And then three. Prisoner of Azkaban. Time for change. Ooh.
1: I'm gonna rule out the first one. Wait, I'm, I'm trying to guess the real one and trying to guess the fake. One.
0: Trying to guess the fake one.
1: I think it's the first one.
0: You think the first one is fake? Yep. uh You're incorrect. The third one was the fake one. Uh, prisoner of azkaban was the fake one i said it was time for change the real tagline is have you seen this wizard
1: that's so dumb it, <laughs> if you would have used the real one i wouldn't have known that's whack
0: all right uh goblet of fire Kay. place your bets uh dumb. order of the phoenix the rebellion begins
1: listen i hated that movie but that's a real tagline
0: and half-blood prince Dark secrets revealed.
1: I didn't say the first one. I think the fourth one was whack. Place your bets. I don't think that's real.
0: Uh, That is correct. That is the fake one. Yeah. The real tagline is everything is about to change.
1: D- dude, also bad. Yeah. Hey, guess what? That's the point of most movies. Yeah. I mean, like if you would have said, dude, you could have gave me that tagline. I could have guessed the movie and been like, oh, yeah, dude, that's totally correct. And I would have felt like you were actually telling the truth. That goes for every movie.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. Moving on to the next round, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1, mm-hmm. trust
1: no one. Oh, that's good.
0: Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2, it all ends here. And also then good. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, the first one, his inner demons just got out.
1: I think it's that one. I think that's the fake one. Uh, any rationale? Um, First two were very convincing. So the inner demons just got out. I haven't seen Fantastic Beasts, um, so I don't know what that means. So it makes sense.
0: Okay, um that is the fake one. Uh the real tagline for Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them or at least the first one that shows up on the IMDb page is from J.K. Rowling's Wizarding World.
1: Yeah, that's good. I would uh that's that sounds real. Also shout out Eddie Redmayne for being bad.
0: <laughs> um no, the joke I was making with that one is the movie is about um he carries a bunch of magical creatures in a chest, and then they escape, and he has to go find them.
1: Oh, that's the plot of the movie? Yeah. Well, wow, I'm really glad I didn't see it, because that doesn't sound interesting at all.
0: I didn't love it. Um, Moving on to Star Wars. Yep. A new hope. Somewhere. In space. This could all be happening right now.
1: Okay. Very good.
0: Empire Strikes Back. The hit space adventure returns to bring down an empire. Okay. Return of the Jedi, The Empire Falls.
1: I'm gonna say the second one is fake.
0: You are correct. Um, that is indeed the fake one. Uh the tagline I feel like that... they just
1: take the stuff too seriously, so they wouldn't be like the hit I think they would have been like, This is serious when need... you this is gonna change the world.
0: No, so these are all three taglines for Empire Strikes Back. It is Oh, geez. It is the adventure continues, the okay. Star Wars saga continues, and the battle continues. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lots of continuing.
0: Yeah. All right. Phantom Menace. Okay. Every generation has a legend. Every journey has a first step. Every saga has a beginning. That's real. Attack of the Clones. A Jedi shall not know anger, nor hatred, nor love. I and don't remember what that movie's about. So. It's about Jango Fett. Okay. Uh, and then Revenge of the Sith is explore the dark side of the force.
1: Ooh, I think it's the second one.
0: You are incorrect. I made up the Revenge of the Sith one. Uh, that tagline is "The saga is complete."
1: Sure, dude. Um, <laughs> they're just so bad at making taglines. Yeah, it's these are awful. Impossible to guess.
0: These are actually awful, Garbo, bad taglines. I
1: I cannot guess because they're all bad.
0: Uh, all right, Force Awakens. This holiday season, return to the Force. Holds up. L- Last Jedi, let the past die. That's a good one. And then Rise of Skywalker, every generation has a legend.
1: I think it's the second one purely because it was good, and that's off-brand.
0: Uh, that is incorrect. The Force Awakens one was... The one that I had made up. I just like, listen, I like talking about the force. So I'm just shoehorning the word force. Oh, oh nice. right. The re- <laughs> This one was so frustrating because the tagline for Force Awakens is every generation has a story. And then Rise of Skywalker is every generation has a legend. But the last Jedi is just let the past die.
1: That's kind of gangster. That is that is dope.
0: All right. Final round. Pirates of the Caribbean. Curse of the Black Pearl. Okay. Prepare to be blown out of the water. Ugh,
1: gross. Next,
0: uh, two dead man's chest. Captain Jack is back. I like it. And then number three, at world's end. When the world ends, everything else begins.
1: I think the first one's fake.
0: That is incorrect. I made up the at world's end one. I kind of it has a very similar theme, but the tagline for at world's end is. At the end of the world, the adventure begins.
1: Oh, see, I've heard that before. So I'm like, I get the gist. So I thought that was real.
0: But yeah, I, I just switched it out. Caught a me on bit. a technicality. Yeah. Caught me on a technicality. Um, That was pretty even. You got like half of them.
1: Which is not bad for not seeing most of them and not knowing. I just went for ones that didn't sound, that, that just stuck out. Yeah, There's no rhyme or reason. You're, you're bound to get half of them right.
0: All right, uh, that was our middle segment. That was whose tagline is it anyway? Alex, let's do our one-hit wonder.
1: So please open up your email. Yes. And pop open that attachment. Because this one-hit wonder is we're doing themes, So like we have a TikTok theme. We're not going to revisit the same thing, but we might revisit the idea. And this is fake it or make it. We're not famous yet, but we can act like we are. And maybe that'll help us, hopefully that gets us there. So this one-hit wonder is we're doing fake ad reads. So I have two <laughs> ad reads and I have labeled a script on just how they would send it to us. Craig, we got to take this seriously. We're getting $5,000 for each read per week. God, that'd be so nice. So take it seriously. Of course. Whenever of course. you're
0: ready. All right. I want to make a note. And if you hate me making this note, I'll cut it. But okay, I do want to say there are points in this script where he is labeled um, ad lib moments. I'm not going to tell you when those ad lib moments are but there there's a script and then there's tell a story Well, that's how
1: they do an ad reads they'll be like hey tell a story how um you know athletic greens has helped you in your performance okay and you just gotta make it up in the ad read so it sounds more authentic
0: all right here we go
1: we all know that
0: breakfast is the most important meal of the day but what are you to do when you find yourself in a rush and you can't imagine what to create out of the random items sitting in your fridge well, that's why I make sure that there aren't any items sitting in my fridge. Because the only thing that I trust to get me breakfast and get me through the day is apple flavored toaster strudels. And I don't have a toaster in my apartment. So I just pop that bad boy into the microwave for 30 seconds, and it pretty much gets the job done. It's pretty much a heated strudel Cric- at that point. But
1: yeah. that has nothing to do with our sponsor. That has what? nothing to do with our sponsor.
0: What are you talking about?
1: We're doing the sponsor for eggs and. Imagine having a fresh food delivery service that delivers ingredients for your breakfast the night before. So it's always ready in the morning. That is exactly what Eggs and Bakey is to their customers. Eggs and Bakey has what HelloFresh and Blue Apron can't compete with. A focus on the most important meal of the day. Tell a story where your competitors let you down. So I had HelloFresh for about um, one month. And the issue with HelloFresh is they kept sending me, you know, what was it? Linguini, a lot of like italian food a lot of noodles and none of that could be used for breakfast and i asked them like i need breakfast food man i have a horrible time with breakfast i don't want to eat cereal hey hey time
0: hey Al- alex alex yeah. um i i'm actually sponsored by hello Fresh, so we can't we can't and that's diss why on the-
1: i had blue apron for about 30 days And listen, I had the same problem. I had a problem with them. They kept giving me the same noodles.
0: I'm sponsored by these. We can't diss on these guys. Why settle for a boring Italian meal or authentic Mexican when you could have cinnamon French toast or free range eggs for a gourmet omelet? And we are now partnering with Ring Doorbell and Lockbox, so you no longer have to worry about that knock on your door at 8 p.m. or whether or not raccoons will get into your food overnight.
1: Log on to eggsandbakey.gov pg10 for an exclusive 10% off your first three weeks of the service. That is eggsandbakey.gov pg10 for 10% off your first three weeks of breakfast delivery. Eggs and Bakey service that's too good for lunch and dinner
0: thank you for sponsoring the podcast eggs and bakey now back to the show which is pretty good another pretty ad good. read
1: pretty good and we got yeah. another ad read here we go is your mattress the love making paradise your passion life demands has your loved one had issues with walking the next day and it wasn't related to your performance then pillow talk mattress is the bed for you.
0: Pillow Talking Mattress use their rhythm and position predicting technology to anticipate the optimal fitness slash soft the, the optimal fitness or softness for what your intimacy needs. After taking a brief survey for the PTM website, their experts will determine just what your love life needs out of their technology. And quite frankly, this is uh something that I think has really uh, helped me a lot in my personal life. See, I've been single for about three years now so a pillow talk mattress is kind of the uh, uh, image of what my life could be it is something that I look at and I sleep in and every night I fall asleep to the thought of this is what could be this is something that I need to strive towards
1: Casper, Helix, Sleep Number, Purple Mattress, and Sappha might be able to offer the mattress at a reasonable a reasonable price but there's no promises on the performance. Our mattress has a 90-minute guarantee. That's right. When you use Pillow Talk mattress, you are guaranteed to last 90 minutes in the bedroom. Or you keep the mattress and we give you $90 back, which covers the cost of shipping.
0: Great. No, I know. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. And that's the problem. <laughs> you have to say
1: you I don't have to, have to say it. <laughs> I don't have to say anything. It's $5,000 a week. Five thousand dollars a week. When to you on this go podcast. to Pillow Talk Mattress, Cowgirl Missionary Doggy
0: slash PG forty six, you can get access to forty six years of our monitoring system, where our sex coaches records your intercourse movements, via Zoom, and give you the tips and tricks to improve. Our licensed co- Our licensed coaches have sex a lot, and our Car- and our Karma Sutra certified. Remember, that's Pillow Talk Mattress Cowgirl Missionary Doggy.net slash PG46 for 46 years of access to our coaches.
1: Pillow Talk Mattresses, the better way to f- Now back to the show.
0: Let's be clear. <laughs> on the script he gave me, after I said that, the only word on the script is pillow. So, that means that Alex had this idea, forgot to write it down, and frantically had to remember to curse at the end of this ad read.
1: Listen, man, you had to figure. It. Wait, what is you saying?
0: Um, after I do the link, yeah. It, it says Alex and then just the word pillow.
1: Oh, for some reason didn't copy and paste. Whatever. I figured it out. It happens. Listen, man, that's what you can it's a little taste of our fame. Yeah, through so the
0: what, at the very least, we've established a baseline. Like, hey guys, as long as you don't send us wildly obscene sponsor links, you'll get <laughs> half-decent sponsor reads.
1: But we're also looking for mattress sponsors, food delivery sponsors, uh, possibly like a Bud Light Seltzer sponsor. That would be pretty sweet.
0: Yeah, I don't drink, so you can send that right over to Alex.
1: Maybe like a VPN sponsor.
0: Yeah, we'll That'd do be it all. Sweet. sweet. We'll do it yeah, all. Yeah,
1: man. Send it our way. And you know, it doesn't even have to be $5,000 a week. No, I'll do Dude, I'll do it. For like- Wait, no, 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 no. Take it through our lawyer. He'll negotiate price, but I'm sure we can work something out. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Anyway, that was our one hit wonder.
1: Yeah, man, I stand by that. That was uh, fake it till you make it. Um, that was the ad, fake ad part of fake it till you make it. Maybe another one hit wonder will fake something else about being famous. Really don't know a lot about being famous. Never been famous <laughs> before, but we'll figure it out. All right. Well, Alex, have you been watching anything else? Nope, not a thing. Still no, dude, I'm trucking on the mentalist, bro. It's a slow burn, but I'm still going. We did finish season 2 of Survivor, so now we've watched season 28, season 1 and 2, and we've started 3 now. All right. Yeah. Um the tricky part about starting um Survivor is you don't know the people for like the first couple of weeks, so the first couple episodes are always a little rough. But once you get to like episode 4, you can quickly be like I hate this person. i hate this person i just don't want them to get very far i don't like them at all and guess what the person you don't want to get very far they always go so far to like the final five or final six and you're like just vote this dude off
0: that's how i always felt about big brother is just like i want anybody but you to win and they make it to the final three
1: and it sucks because i know the producers aren't intervening because it's a voting show so i'm just like guys vote them off just vote them all.
0: Yeah, it's awful. Be- the strategy for that is everybody hates this guy, so when it comes down to the final three, I know I can beat them. Yeah. Which But sucks. it just
1: sucks. It just sucks. It means I have to listen to this douchebag for longer than I want to.
0: Yeah. Um, I just finished Star Wars The Clone Wars, like literally 10 minutes before we started recording. I finished the final Animated episode. Animated version? Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. The, um. Dude, I remember, I think I watched the first season or two. It's a pretty freaking good show.
0: Yeah, it's really good. Um, There's some bits in like seasons two and three where it's very much like a, they did not learn their lessons from the prequels for a hot minute where like, there are several four episode story arcs of them doing politics stuff. And I'm like, oh, and then they do like several four episode story arcs of Jar Jar Banks, And I'm like, guys, what did we learn? Nothing. I have a question. Yeah, what's up?
1: Is it a kid's show or just an animated show?
0: Seasons two and three are the, probably the most likely to be a kid's show. But season four onward feels very much this is an animated Star Wars show.
1: Because I'm thinking, like, po- kids are not interested in politics. And it was on Cartoon Network. Yeah. So why are you doing this?
0: I don't know. I, like, and there are parts where it gets more violent. There are obvious parts where like, they take it right up to the line and they don't stop. Or, and they stop there because like they don't say kill they say destroy and every time they shoot someone they do it off screen and lightsabers never cut off limbs or anything like yeah. it, it's very clearly this is for network television but like it's it's good seasons 4 through 7 are like primo star wars content so
1: ah uh, yeah i might have to check it out what did yeah. you what do you watch on
0: Disney Plus
1: Disney Plus no it
0: All right. Well, uh, next week in our continuing our best and worst series, we are taking a little bit of a look at one Mr. Jack Nicholson. His best movie is One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and his worst movie is a movie called The Terror which you can find on a lot of those free websites like Tubi or IMDb TV. That's what we are going to be watching for next week. I'm very excited. The Terror is supposed to be like one of those like Garbo, like early 70s horror movies where like they were still figuring out how to do new age horror, but they didn't know how to do it yet.
1: Bro, we are going to, I don't want to know anything before I go in this movie. So I'm not watching any trailers, not looking anything up. I might just look up how long it is and then I'm just going to sit down and do it. Because I, what it, this has taught me from watching two bad and um great movies is the bad movie is always bad. Yeah, it always doesn't matter bad. how good the actor is, the bad movie is always bad. So I'm just gonna I'm watching. I always watch the bad movie first, but I know One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is like freaking amazing. So I'm gonna hang in for that because I haven't seen it either.
0: All right. Well, my name is Craig Wells, A.K.A. Permanent Handle,
1: and I'm Alex Good, A.K.A. Alex Good.
0: Have fun, be safe and make good choices.
1: And while you're at it, tell your mom I said hi. See you next week. Do sis.